Mercy Star Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Ramirez. And uh, joining me again, Assistant Sports Editor Christian Rodriguez. How you been? I've been good, man. It's been a, it's been a good week so far. Uh, softball team we're about to talk about. Uh, they got the win, walk-off style, so that was pretty cool to watch. Uh, yeah, man, things are going well right now. They played game and they did stuff. I mean, that's what they do yeah. every week, but they played a game and they did stuff. Uh, in particular, um, this 5-4 to four victory over Texas A&M Corpus Christi, um, I... Looking at the box score, it was an extra inning game, so by that nature, it sounds like it had some things going on. So if you look at it, Texas State scored two runs in the second inning. They scored two runs in the fifth inning. Um, Taylor Webb, uh, Kendall Wiley, excuse me, scored on a wild pitch. Lexi mm-hmm. Fire doubled in the second inning. Uh, Courtney Coral homered to right center in the fifth inning. And then the sixth inning happened. Can you tell me what exactly happened in that in that fateful sixth inning? Uh, yeah, Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Garner came in in the fifth inning to uh, relieve for uh, Randy. And uh, it kind of backfired in a way, I guess you would say. I don't know if she wasn't just ready to come in and do what, do what she was supposed to or what happened. Uh, but yeah, Kaylee came in and she did, she finished out, the, she, she pitched that fifth inning, did fine. Everything was good. I think she gave up one hit. Then that sixth inning, uh, things just started kind of falling apart a little bit for her and, uh, it led to, the bases were loaded, and then Brittany Morris, I think, came up to bat, and uh, she hit it over the center field wall, and it was gone. Yeah. Six innings Grand started slam. with a with a single, um, a, a walk, a pinch runner came, singled the center field, set up the bases loaded situation um, with one out, and then Brittany Morris, uh, I wasn't there to see it, so was it a no-doubter, or was it just like gone, kind of, uh, kind of? It, it, I could tell it was. I could tell it was gonna leave when she hit it. Yeah, it was. It was pretty obvious. I mean, it wasn't like into the trees back there where Courtney Curl hits it. Courtney Curl range, but uh, it, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It, you could tell it was gonna be a home run. Yeah. It's been the kind of bugaboo for this team. Like I've been saying this pretty consistently, and I maybe have to find a way a different way to phrase it, but. Or talk about, like, we can't pitch Randy Rupp that much. They can't pitch Randy Rupp that much. They can't do it. They can't do it. Then she does it, and then they get burned in a way that, like, you have a four-run lead with two innings to go. Pretty safe, especially against a team like Texas A&M Corpus Christi, who is not one of the better teams that you're going to see in a non-conference slate. Um, She took her out, and then Kaylee Garner allowed a four-run home run. Um, She pitched an inning and a third, allowed three hits, allowed four earned runs, a strikeout, and a walk. That's not what you want from someone yeah, relieving Randy Rupp. And it's something that you look at. Yes, you'd probably need to not pitch Randy Rupp this much, but when you have results like this, maybe your hand is forced. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of bad that it happened now, especially right before going into this conference series with Appalachian State where she's going to have to pitch eventually and uh you want to have confidence going into something like that. And I think the team got confidence, maybe not Kaylee specifically because of what happened, kind of what happened. Even though they I mean, they they battled back and won. And that's what's something that that's something that Coach Woodard emphasized uh, after the game was that they battled and they stayed in it and they they fought. And she was happy to see that. She was real happy after the game, more happy than I usually see her, which was surprising. I wasn't expecting that given the fact that they kind of let up, uh, gave some runs away and stuff like that. But, uh, she, yeah, she was happy and uh, that they got the win and was happy that they were forced to fight and they were forced to show some intensity. And so uh, I think, yeah, I did see some intensity towards the end there. You would think that 
Coach Ricky Woodard would be the type to be like, we let this game go away. Yeah, we shouldn't have let this happen, happen to go to extra but innings. Yeah, she but was happy. Here she was. She she was quoted to saying she it couldn't have worked out any better for us to have to play with a little bit of intensity and fire there towards the end. I thought we did a good job of battling and continue to play the game, and that is really all you can ask for at the end of the day. That's a pretty positive response. Like you said, I was pretty floored when I read that quote. I started when I saw it. I was just like – is this Coach Ricky Woodard or is yeah. this Scott Brooks who was just fired Wednesday? Um, the guy the who was just man. positive, like, we got killed by 35 points, but it is okay because we are missing the playoffs and I'm losing my job. Um, that's just how he phrased That's just how people, I've seen coaches do it. And she, yeah. she's not one of those coaches usually. Usually. Yeah. So, I mean, that was something that I took away. Um, and Randy Rupp, per usual, was outstanding. We'll talk about her just a little bit, not as yeah. much as we usually do. Um, she pitched. Sarah, Sarah's the hero tonight. Sarah's and we'll go into that. Uh, 18 and 12. She improved 18 and 12 on the season. Uh, she pitched six and two innings, allowed three hits, no earned, one walk, eight strikeouts. Typical Randy. Yeah, I mean, I mean she did. I, I think she did it in a cooler way this time. It may not have been the flashy, perfect game, no hitter that she sometimes does. And anything less is like disappointing. Yeah, now. but it was it was so <laughs> weird because she pitched. She only gave up one hit, I think, in those first five innings, and then she got replaced. And then she came back in the top of the sixth, kind of midway through. And she there was a couple times there where she she it looked like she was about to give up some some runs because there was runners on first and third at one point, and she finished the inning and got out of it. And uh, yeah, she just had a real. I thought different kind of good game today. And that's what Woodard said too, is that she usually doesn't do good in relief situations, uh, Randy. And she, she's been kind of struggling with that. So seeing her, Take that next step. It's a different step. Coming that off she the took. mound, taking yeah. an inning, a third off, coming back. That's coming not back, easy to do. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not easy to very do. Very hard to do. And uh, and she did it, and she did it well. And she only gave up three hits for the game, uh, like you said. And I mean, typical Randy. She does she does something that we don't normally see every game. It seems like so. I don't even blink anymore when I see her. Yeah, when I see her name on it. I just expect six innings plus, mm-hmm. three or four hits, no earned runs eight strikeouts. I mean, that's not something that you just, you just look at it and you look at other pitchers and it takes like careful analysis to realize that this is not normal. You don't see eight strikeouts in six and a two thirds innings very often, but you do with her. And now we're just like, well, I mean, what do you expect? I thought it was going to be 12 actually. Different, amazing thing every game. Yeah. And it's, it's, we, like we talked about, I think a few weeks ago or maybe maybe a month or two ago, it was that, uh, we said that they down this stretch, down this home stretch, you want to find two pitchers that can kind of be that one-two punch. And I don't know if Kaylee's really She's been that number two punch that they yet. really needed. And she hasn't been that yet. There's been flashes of that. And I think that's why they we're holding on hope, seeing when she kind of takes that, gets that rhythm and that momentum and confidence and carries it for a while. But uh, but maybe that'll happen in this Appalachian series because Appalachian State's 1-19 in, in the conference. They're not that very – they're not that – good and this is a good momentum builder and if they get the three games this weekend that'll make it a seven game win streak so i mean it's pretty big. yeah, they, yeah. They, that'll be the longest of their season i th- i'm pretty sure and uh so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to watch yeah for sure talked a lot about randy rupp a lot of just rupp mentions but another rupp came up big um in this game to seal the victory sarah rupp that would be her uh twins fr- sister freshman catcher um one home run in the uh in the eighth inning to close it the game winning walk-off home run an rbi and for a player who 
to date has a 184 batting average and just five home runs. Been on and off, on and off, on and off, just not consistent as much as Woodard would like. It must have been nice to see her do that kind of thing in that yeah. kind of stage. Yeah, usually her sister gets most of the headlines like we talk about. I mean, we talk about her most of the time, but uh, it was cool to see a different different Rupp get, uh, get, get, the, get the bulk of the attention. And she said after the game that her parents, I mean, like the family, they uh, they give him a hard time. Like, who has a better game? And Rand- Randy did this. You got to do it. And she said that watching, seeing Randy, the way she pitched and stuff like that, being real aggressive uh, against um, against Corpus Christi, it kind of gave her some. Uh, made it, I guess that in that at bat made her a little more aggressive. I probably in previous at bats too, but I mean the one that counted, uh, she seemed pretty aggressive. And right before that, they. Uh, it was three balls. It was a three two three, count. It was, yeah, well, it was, a, it was three one, uh, and uh, they thought it was going to be a. They, she thought it was a ball, and she started walking to first, but they called strike. So then it got to three two, and so if it would have been a ball, that wouldn't have happened. So I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty cool to see. Ball don't lie, like yeah, Richard Wallace would say. Ball don't lie. Ball Softball don't lie. I don't. I don't yeah. know who else would say that in softball, but it doesn't lie. Yeah. yeah and so. then as she said, uh, they threw an inside pitch. And uh, that's her favorite pitch, like yeah. she said, and she just attacked it. She hit it, and there's the ball game. Yeah, it was right over, right inside the foul pole, and uh, she hit it right over the left field wall. And it, you couldn't really tell if it was going to go. It, would, it didn't didn't have that power that most, I mean, like uh, Courtney Coral would have or Kendall Wiley. It didn't 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 go far, but it uh, it did the job, and it got right over, and uh, they won the game. What did the team react to afterwards? I like I always oh, enjoy how they do pretty, walk-offs. Yeah, everyone was pretty excited. They met her. I mean, at home plate, met her at home plate. She seemed pretty happy. Had a big smile on her face. So that was that was cool to see a different different rub get the get, get all the attention. Yeah. And so. it's always nice when they don't like hurt themselves because there's been too many times in baseball where <laughs> a walk-off home run and they'll just kill the guy and he tore his ACL and he's gone for the season. I don't injuries, ever want to yeah. see that. So it's nice that Sarah Rupp is still intact. She's, She's going to build yeah. on it. Maybe she could get another walk-off home run Friday Perhaps, night. Yeah. I mean, Saturday. Um, so the win, the 5-4 to four victory over Texas A&M Corpus Christi improves Texas State to 7-2 and two in Wednesday night games. Um, but you have an interesting take because I don't cover the team as closely as you do. Yeah. So I saw 7-2 and two and I was like, oh, Oh, that's pretty good. They must be doing something right. Yeah. But you have a little different yeah. perspective. Well, I feel like in Wednesday games, I'll know what it is, but they kind of, and it's, sometimes it's not even Wednesday games. It's some weekend series games that I've seen. They let teams that shouldn't be hanging around hang or like, like they teams let, like they incarnate keep, word. Yeah, they keep them, Corpus they keep Christi, them with like McNeese, a, they, Lamar. like they'll go up by three early and then they'll stay that way throughout the game. And then towards the end, the other team will get something, get some sort of momentum. They'll score two or three runs. And it's it's towards the end, and it's hard. It's 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 like just take it, just hit, just cut the jugular, put them away, and, yeah, sweep step the on the throat and sweep the and leg, end it, yeah, early, and uh, yeah. So they they got four quick in this one through those first five innings, and that, they didn't really have a dominant offensive game. It wasn't they had seven hits. I mean, it wasn't that great of a game offensively, but yeah, luckily Sarah Rupp saved the day. So that's all that matters matters, I guess. That's what I would call the Spurs syndrome. This is our first, maybe second, but this is our first legitimate Spurs reference in this no, podcast. It's our first, I think. Apologize. Yeah. I mean, they played Wednesday night. Who, hopefully, they're one and one in the series by the time you're, listening, the time to you're listening to this. Um, uh, but I call it the Spurs syndrome because I it wasn't it wasn't last year. It might have been last year, or the year before, where they would beat 
the best teams in the league and they would beat him consistently they beat him handily but then when you put him against like the Milwaukee Bucks or yeah. like the South Philadelphia 76ers they would play down to their level yeah. and they would it'd be so frustrating you'd be like you 90 to 87 victory over one of the worst teams in the league then they go and play the Clippers and beat him by 25 at home mm-hmm. it'd be it's just it was it was frustrating to see eventually it worked out but uh, I don't know if that's what's happening maybe playing down yeah. to levels or something because like I've been an athlete and I've played pickup games. This is not the best analogy, but I've always known that like if I know the other team kind of not very good at the sport, I'm kind of played down and I'm just like, you know, I can do this kind of thing and do my thing. And it's not how you should approach it. You should approach every game the way you want it to. <laughs> those but, pickup games get But those serious. pickup games get serious. And when I see that other team sucks, I'm like, all right, here's time for the triple reverse clutch reverse layup over like three guys because like who cares? We're going to win anyway yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, and then you get caught up and then you lose. <laughs> and they're <laughs> or, like, or you oh, play. damn, they're not that bad. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually really bad at basketball. But that's what I'm saying. Um, looking ahead to the rest of the season, uh, three-game series at home against Appalachian State. Uh, they are 1-19 in the Sunbelt Conference, yeah, which State, is last. Yeah. They have one more win in the conference than we do, so that's not very good. Um, <laughs> they have, they're have 12-28 overall. Um, their only win in the conference was over Georgia, Georgia State April 12th, I think correctly. Um, and I pointed out some two losses when I was looking at them. Six to 23 loss to Louisiana Lafayette. And then they follow that with a two to 21 loss to Lafayette. Um, I, I, that's, yeah. That's bad, right? No, 21. Yeah, very, that, in, very, in a two game stretch, they allowed 44 runs. You'd laugh at yet. 44. Uh, Lafayette's great. Uh, Lafayette, yeah. But it would take Randy Ruff probably 44 games to allow 44 runs. Like, that's how bad yeah. they've been. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's, yeah. Appalachian State's not very, uh, not very skilled. I don't know. I don't know how many warriors there is. It's not very good. <laughs> I can't talk about why they're not good. I don't. I don't. They just. They can't hit the ball. They can't pitch. I mean, pretty. They the, can't hit the ball and they can't avoid the other people from hitting the ball. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So I mean, if Texas State goes in with the right mindset, takes this team seriously, doesn't play down to their level like we were just talking about, and gets the job done, they should have three wins out of the weekend. So for sure. Any final thoughts? Uh. Like we said, by the time y'all are listening to this, I hope the Spurs are one-one. But uh, other than that, no. Hope y'all, whoever's listening to this, I hope y'all have a good rest of the week, and uh, hopefully they get three wins out of this weekend, which they should. My final thought was uh, Coach from Ricky Woodard. She says, "I want to be at her best two weeks from now when the conference tournament, which is hosted in San Marcos, mm-hmm. um, we have to continue to get better, and we can't worry about who was in the other dugout. We have to focus on what we're doing, and that's a very important part of sports. Just realizing that." At the end of the day, you got to focus on the opponent at hand and take him and like to coach Fran, put him behind the woodshed and spank him a little bit. Um, that's what they should do. So I want to see that from Texas State softball. And if they lose to whatever reason to Appalachian State, we'll have some things to say Wednesday. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but that's our show for today. For Christian Rodriguez, I'm Keith Ramirez. Uh, peace out. See you. Yeah.